It's time to accelerate. Hey friends, this is Andy. Welcome to episode 679, that's 679, of Accelerate, the sales podcast of record. I've got a fun show lined up for you today. Joining me is Joe Dalton. In fact, all the way from Ireland, Joe is joining us. Joe is a sales trainer and sales marketing coach, as I said, based in Ireland, and host of the fun podcast, uh, on which I was privileged to be a guest. His podcast entitled Breakthrough Brands. Now, before I get to Joe, I want to tell you a little bit about the sales house. Yeah, I've been talking about this the last several weeks since we launched it. This is a really unique venture. This is the B2B Sales Education Accelerator. Now, I created this sales house specifically for the curious and the smart B2B seller. Now, I want you to do is take a moment, picture the future you, the future successful you. I mean, 10 years into the future, think about the satisfaction you're feeling from all that you've accomplished and how you've succeeded. Well, I want you to take a second now, now that you've pictured that future you and, and write down just what you think you need to have learned to make that future a reality. And hey, that's what you're going to learn in the sales house because this is not just an education. This is not training. This is a movement, a movement to become who you want to be, to become the best version of you, to be great on your terms. So come and invest a few minutes a day in the sales house. You get unlimited access to me and every bit of sales wisdom I've acquired from my successful career in sales, and you get access to a roster of world-class experts who are sharing their expertise, as well as you get unlimited access to live coaching hours and live workshops, in-person meetups, all that. So remember, selling is a tough business, but you don't have to sell alone. The whole sales house community is here to help. So visit thesaleshouse.com forward slash accelerate. That is thesaleshouse.com forward slash accelerate to take advantage of our special $1 trial offer for listeners of Accelerate. All right, so let's jump into it with my guest today, Joe Dalton. Today, we're going to be talking about the three pillars for business success that Joe has identified in his work with companies, and those three pillars are mindset, marketing, and sales. But in today, in particular, we're going to focus on mindset, what the mindset is for success. I mean, mindset really is your view of yourself, and we're going to start off the conversation by comparing and contrasting the mindsets of people who make millions with those who do less given the same number of hours in a day. What, what is the difference in mindset between the So, all right, here we go. Joe Dalton, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Andy. It's, <laughs> I'm delighted to be in the comfort of my wife's car. Oh, your wife's car. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Your wife has the better car. You're doing it hands-free right here. Hands-free, yes. All right. Well, Elon I'm... Musk, Elon Musk, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to admit, this is, this is fairly novel. I think this is, uh, I've done a interview with somebody who was wandering around their their backyard or garden as we'd say where you are um yeah so uh but never in a car so this is this is good so what what model of car is this because the acoustics are are quite nice yes the it's actually uh a toyota rav4 it's my wife's car all right so uh it's it's high up it's a jeep and it's nice and spacious so i'm i'm sitting in it at the moment <laughs> and and the reason i'm sitting in it i we have lots of children and uh I it's mean, bedtime for for four kids four kids uh, wow yeah four and it's bedtime and as anyone out there that knows if they have small children bedtime mm. is a running battle in most households mm-hmm. and anyone and anyone that um denies it is lying (laughs) (laughs) so i said love i'm going to sit in your lovely rav4 toyota and do an interview with andy because 
we wouldn't be able to speak if we were in the house. Yeah, yeah, I only had two at one time, but I was I was the youngest of four, so I I vaguely remember. I'm sure I was the cause of much of the madness madness that existed yeah. at that time. So and there still is madness. That's the yeah, thing. yeah. Well, yeah. There you go. I'm the youngest. I'm the youngest of seven. Wow. Yeah, good, good Irish Catholic. Good Irish family. Catholic families. There you go. Right. I was waiting for you to say it. I, I mean, I, I grew up in in Wisconsin, where we had a lot of large Catholic families among the friends of ours too. And that's, uh, yeah, yeah, four. Um, I mean, these days, four. We had four. Four seems like a lot compared to most people. So, yeah. yeah. Well, Joe, welcome. Thank you very much. Thank you. I'm delighted. Now that um, we've shared our our personal. Problems with people. Problems, uh, problems with people. Yes. <laughs> Please call one eight hundred nine nine nine. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so um, you're based in Ireland. Yes. So Dublin, Ireland. You're in Dublin. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And do you have a? That's probably a bad question to ask. But do you have a rooting interest in the World Cup? Where you know, recording this right time in the World Cup is uh, at the quarterfinals. Yes. Um, I I posted yesterday on Facebook that I haven't watched one single game. Oh wow! Yeah, I usually do, but for some reason, Ireland not being in the World Cup, of course, would be one, and would be one. And the second, while everyone is out watching the World Cup, I'm selling, and it's <laughs> been very good. <laughs> Well, you know, hey. Yeah, yeah, make hay when the sun shines. That's right. If, <laughs> if, if Ireland's not in, it's a good time, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. And I, I lost a myth many, many moons ago when people were saying, oh, we can't do that because it's Monday. Or we can't do this because it's Wednesday. Or we can't do this because it's Christmas. Or we can't do this because it's Easter. Or whatever it may be. Mm. And I says, you know, while everyone else is complaining of what day it is, I'll be out hustling. Making money. <laughs> Making money. Follow the money. Follow the money. That's my motto of the month. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so uh, so we're, we're going to talk about mindset today. Yes, we are indeed. As, as you know, um, with myself, um, I run uh, workshops and I do one-on-ones with uh, clients. And it, it, I call it the three pillars of business success. And those three pillars are mindset, marketing, and sales. And I'll just jump into them all, and then we'll jump right back into the mindset. So the the mindset is understanding your mind, your thoughts that's going in your head, clarity, as you know that we need to have clarity, and then taking action, your environment, and upping your skills. And then marketing is your branding, who you are, and you're an expert at that um, on your branding, Uh, your audience, Mm-hmm. your message or platforms and consistency. And then the sales process is contact, categorize, convince, close, and complete. So they're the, the, the steps. And as you know, in each one of them, I spoke about five elements. So in mindset, for me, I found that, you know, we were all jumping in and we were all pitching marketing and we were all jumping in and telling people how to sell. And these were the, the focal points. But we might, 28 years in experience, I was kind of going, there has to be more to it. There has to be something. You know, we talk about an enthusiasm and we talk about, you know, the success. But what makes it? What really makes it? And I, in my life journey, and, you know, I, I 
traveled all over the world as you know we've spoke before and mm-hmm. i've been in, in the states i've been all over europe i've been in in asia all to do with sales and marketing and i kind of went i have my journey so i know my sales and my marketing and then there's a spiritual end to me as well and not not religious but a spiritual end so i in my endeavors i went and kept asking people and discussing to them and i realized that everybody wakes up in the morning and has doubt you know, they, they, they wake up and they, they have fear of what they're going to be doing that day. Or, um, th- you know, th- a lot of people had that, that feeling of the self, you know, the imposter. You know, sure. am I doing a good job? And so I kind of looked at the mindset and looked at what was going on in people's heads. And as a sales, you know, we talk about sales. If sales is very competitive, we, we, you know, if you're not doing the job, you're out the door. Um, there's a lot of people I've noticed in business that inherited a sales job because they were the founder or they had a great idea and they developed something and it was absolutely amazing. But then when you were asked them to go out and sell it, um, they shit themselves. Don't know if I can say that word on, on your on your show. <laughs> I think with the accent, you know. no one caught it. <laughs> the, uh, and yeah, and they were terrified. So it was it really was blind down, going down to in in the in the the one on ones or the training courses I run. It's really getting in to fit, tell the person that look, we're all the same. We all get up in the morning. we we all have the same amount of hours each day. You know. It's how you use that time. It's, it's, you know, one, how can one guy be making millions with the same amount of hours and time in the day and one person scratching their head and, and going, I'm not doing a good job. What am I doing wrong? What am I doing wrong? Well, maybe one of the issues is, not one of the issues, but you know, a thought that we can talk about here is, is so you said wake up in the morning, we're all the same, but maybe... Maybe that's part of our, our problem we have in sales is that maybe we just don't acknowledge the fact that really we all wake up and we're all different. I mean, I, yeah. I think I think I think that that one of the issues that I see with sales teams, sales managers, and and sort of one of the thrusts in sales these days is you know uniformity, right? We want people to be the same, we want people to follow the same process, use the same scripted questions, ask the, and it's like, yeah, no, I I want people to are the best version of themselves and that may not yeah. be strictly in line with with that and so i, I wonder whether you know, we're glossing over differences we really need to make a better effort of appreciating the differences yeah and, and when i say that we're all the same i i mean that we all everyone has doubts and everyone has fears and everyone has aspirations but it's it's you know i get up in the morning and and i i now have learned to be to have gratitude Mm-hmm. And gratitude for everything in my life, and I, you know, I wake up in the morning now, and it took me a long time to to get that mantra into my head. Going, look, I've an amazing life. I've a super wife. I've amazing children, and today is going to be just an amazing day. Mm-hmm. Instead of waking up and going, oh, today's going to be rubbish. Oh my god, that customer. Oh, what have I done with that? And 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 and. You know, walking out the door, which a lot of people. I'll, I'll give you an example. I was on the the. I was going into Dublin City the other day, and I got the uh, the tram in, and I very rarely get the tram, um, and everyone was on their phone, and mm-hmm. I looked around, and all the young people were there. They were just looking at their phone, and they were going, 
Twitter, LinkedIn, email, Facebook, Twitter. So they were just, you know, being quite tall, I was looking down, I was being nosy. Mm. <laughs> right? And they were all just going through those four processes and then going back just in case they missed something from the first one. And the old person would look up and I'd look, they all were miserable looking. And they were all trammed in this thing and they were all looking up and you catch the old person and they'd smile at you. But you could see the worry in some of their faces and you could see happiness in other faces. But it was all like, you know, there's more to life, folks. Well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there was a, a survey that was done of people here in the States, I think 65 and over. And this this was, I don't know, maybe a year ago that the, it was reported. And they asked me what their biggest regret in life was. And the biggest regret in life was they worried too much. Yeah, yeah. And so, that's that's where that's where I'm trying to get at, which is, it's it's trying to get people to say, look, stop worrying as much. There, there's a company over here who does surveys, and they have they found there was 29 elements that people had that they're trying to achieve in their lives. And do you know what the biggest one, the biggest question that people wanted to know? Are the, the, what is my life purpose? Mm-hmm. And that well, was the, but, but that that's interesting because it's you know when you think about it in sales is not to get everything back to sales, but I mean it just in life in general is is yeah, there was a study that published last week here in the United States, uh researchers from Yale and Stanford looking at this idea of of you know, people who have a passion say they have a passion, you know, this is their motivating factor in life. Versus those who are more, well, let's say open-minded, a little uncertain about exactly what the purpose was and so on. But what they found, what they sort of called the fixed mindset versus the growth mindset. And they found that, you know, the people with the, the fixed mindset, that passion, quote-unquote passion, you know, that everybody's advised to find their passion, that, that as people, that group, as individuals tend to be less motivated, less curious, less apt to learn new things because they thought the passion was going to serve them, right? The passion owed them, basically, right? If I invest all my time in you, you're going to give back to me. Whereas the people with the growth mindset were much more likely to be curious, open-minded, you know, much more tolerant of ambiguity, uh, which you know, I think is, yeah. is one of the prime skills for salespeople to be able to have in this world is that you know, resilience, you know, we talk about grit, but I think part of the grit is that you have to be, again, you have to be able to survive and thrive and be adaptable in environments where ambiguity reigns supreme. And if that's nothing describes sales better than, you know, ambiguity when you're yeah. dealing, with, when dealing with the prospect. When you, when you start telling about coming out of the States there, the only thing that came into my mind was fake news. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's Europe is booming at it. Every 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 direction is going. Anything that comes out of the states now is fake news. That's the the running joke. Yeah, the well, <laughs> our, our 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 gift, if you will, to civilization. But you, yeah, look, it's it's like entrepreneurship. You know that if you have an idea and you have a business, when everyone else is around you think that it's mad and think you're you're silly you're focused on the prize and you are doing your research and you know what you have and you're, you're driving because you know it's going to be a success and we we know the story about the the guy who's selling the ice creams 
and the guy who sees him selling ice creams on the corner of the, the road and he's making a fortune and he looks at your man and goes, God, he's making a fortune selling ice creams. I'm going to go and sell ice creams because he's making a fortune. So he opens one up on the other side of the road and he's not making as much money because he was following the money end of it instead mm-hmm. of the passion and the drive. And you know, a lot of people in business, they create a business because they see the money element because they see someone else making money, but they don't realize that that person probably had four or five years of hell to get to where they were mm-hmm. to start making the money on it. And they don't have the passion and drive of that person. So, but, you know, they've set this up. They see someone else doing well. They're only following the money and the business could fall flat in his face. Yeah, um, but the research is pretty clear that that money is not the primary motivator for really successful people. I mean, there's a, no, a no. book I just finished reading. I actually just interviewed the author. Uh, it's called Barking Up the Wrong Tree by a gentleman named Eric Barker. who's a bestseller in the United States. It's all about the, what do you call it, the surprising science of success. And, but, you know, we've, we hear this more and more is that, that, yeah, the really successful people, when you look from a mindset perspective is, yeah, they know the rewards will come if they do challenging work, if they do work that's fulfilling to them, then, yeah, they get the rewards they need. I'm happy when I'm working on a project and it could be three o'clock in the morning and I'm doing it because I love it. And the only reason that I'll stop doing it is because I have to get up in the morning. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I'll stop. And because it's passion and the drive on it. But I think what, it, I, I just, like in the States, you're looking at small businesses over here in the States. Like a small, I, I think when I, I was in an interview with yourself a while back, I reminded me with Jed Blunt and you, and we're talking about small businesses in the States. And a small business in the States makes 50 million a year. A small business here, in Ireland, just covers enough to pay the mortgage. You know, uh, yeah, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go that far with the with the US, but <laughs> but and I realise that a lot of people who are in business, they're flip flopping around. They're, a lot of them are doing a lot of guesswork. They're running the business, but it's it's crazy. It's chaotic, and you know they're only just getting the money to pay the mortgage or put food on the table, and you ask them for you ask them for something and they have to take it out of their savings. They're not taking it out of the business. And when I get into a conversation with these people, I find really they're missing clarity on what they want to do. Yeah, like they the have vision. the passion. Yeah, they have the, no, they have the vision. They have the passion, but they can't, they don't have the clarity on, on how to, you know, what customers they're looking for. Who is their ideal customer? What problems they're trying to solve? I'll go to big network meetings here and you know, you know, everyone stands up and does a five minute talk or, and, and some of them get up and they get up to do the five minute talk and they do this. Hi, I'm such and such. And I run. So, and would you look at us for God's sake, please have a look at us. Sorry, I forget that people can't well, see what, me. Yeah. Well, I think <laughs> well, they, people, people can see you is, is I think that, that, yeah, but to me that that comes down to vision. Right? You know, understanding who you're oh, selling, yeah. who you're serving is really the vision, not so much you know how much money I want to make or what my passion is. It's yeah. it's yeah. How's how's this thing gonna fold out? I mean, this is an issue, I think, for sales in general. Is that yeah? They most sales reps really don't really understand what their primary job is. You know, then yeah. it's not unambiguously clear to them exactly what they should be doing 
on a functional level when they get to work, but then also just sort of that one higher plane of, well, really, what is my job? They have no idea. I mean, I asked that question when I was talking in front of groups. What's your job? And everybody's job is, well, I'm trying to convince somebody or influence somebody to buy something. And I'm like, huh, I don't think that's your job. I think that's an outcome of what you do. I think your, I think your job is to connect and engage with another person and inspire them to take action. Oh, oh, you mean build a relationship? Yeah, like that. I mean, if you can't get that part done, then the other part's never going to happen. So what's your job? Did you ever watch the movie Tommy Boy? <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Next to fake news, another one of our great exports. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know when he when he sits down in front of the person and he gives him the pitch or whatever, and your man goes no, and he goes thank you, and walks out the door. <laughs> I always remind that you know when I see sales guys in their in their very finest pitch, and when somebody hit an objection, they're up and they're out the door, and they all remind me of Tommy Boy. That's for. <laughs> <laughs> So for all all your your listeners, tune into that. I love friends. You'll see what I'm talking about. But yeah, but it's, it's but it's it's what it if if what it is as well with salespeople, it's getting into creating curiosity. Like a lot of them go into building from rapport straight into fact finding and and asking questions and going through. They're not to, to, you know a lot of them won't have lost the art of creating that curiosity for the person to say, oh yeah, tell me more. Mm. And that's even seasoned, seasoned sales guys jumping in to do presentations. And they just get in and I've seen them just fly through doing a presentation. And they go, you never even asked questions before you got into doing the presentation. So, so that's what I'm trying to jump back into mindset is, is getting into clarity. You know, clarity on what you're doing, clarity on the direction, the p- clarity on what real problems are you trying to solve. You know, put yourself in the customer's shoes, really understand what value you can offer and how can you best serve them. Yeah, no, absolutely. But I, I you know, I'll go back to, to uh, what I just said is, is it starts with you have to make that connection with a person. You're never going to, you're not going to get the opportunity to, to stimulate curiosity, to understand what the requirements are and how you can help them, the value you can provide if, the first time you get a chance to talk, chat with them, you turn them off because you know you launch into a pitch without asking about them. You don't have you know any small talk at all. You don't you don't try to engage with them on a human level, just as a person to a person, not as a buyer and a seller. Things that research show are you know unequivocally are important, and it's part of it is is that generations, new generations of salespeople are being trained to not do those things because they say, well, the buyer doesn't have time. Well, that's again. Research is unequivocally clear. Of course, they have time, and they're still people, right? They want to. They want to engage with this person. This is part of the buying experience. As you, as an individual, selling to a buyer, how you interact as on a human level is part of the buying experience. People buy from people. We've said that for years. Well, but yeah, now, yeah, you know, I have to remind audiences when I talk to them is you don't sell to personas. You sell to people. Yeah, so you're not you're not yeah. selling to someone who. You know, fits these characteristics and are sort of like that. No, you've got somebody that's a real, actually living, breathing person that may have some of those characteristics, but they've got a lot of other things to them as well. And yeah, how do you how do you engage them on a personal level? How do you engage people that don't like talking on the phone? 
um, I had a sales guy speak to me the other week who told me that he was engaging with someone um, through one of the social media platforms. And then when he said, says, look, let's set, have a conversation, the, part, the other person said, well, I'm not really good on the phone, but I'd like to just continue on the process here through text. <laughs> then I'd, I'd, go, I'd go see them personally. Yeah, yeah. Well, if there's, you know, if, yeah. if it's if it's sort of a different part of the world or yeah, whatever that's that's a whole different thing. Yeah. Then then it's probably not your thing because if you're <laughs> if if that's a person, a salesperson who, you know, one of their strengths is yeah, how they connect to people, whether on the phone or whatever. And if this person says, look, yeah, I'm only want to do it through text. Yeah, maybe it's not worth your time. Yeah, no, the, yeah, but the the day was done and the 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 event and everything is happening. But he he found us. He said, kind of went. Yeah, okay. Well, look, that's what you want. You know, that's what you want. I know, I know 20 year olds, uh, and that don't like using the phone. They don't. They, yeah. They, yeah. I, it, was it someone told me that they, there was, I don't know if it was a joke or whatever, but I, it could be true. They were saying, um, 911, uh, which is the same as here, 999. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't text that. You actually have to ring. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I, mean, I think yeah. that certainly you see with the, the growth of inside sales teams and certainly the tech business in the United States is is really putting the lie to this idea that young people won't get on the phone and make calls because you know these are SDR teams packed full of you know new college graduates or people relatively recent new in their careers and yeah they're doing a lot of great proactive up on cold calling. I mean that's. They can do it if you if you put them in the right environment, and also I think if you give them the right mindset in terms of what it is they're trying to accomplish with their jobs. Use this phone, or I'll kill you. <laughs> Not sure how effective that is. No, but you, you know, I'm always jesting. The the it's like in the coal mines at one stage in England. You know they they were the backbone of the of of England, sure. and suddenly they, it was taken away, and they didn't know what was going to happen with all these people. And then you know a decade later, there was more people working in coal centres in England than there was actually ever in the coal mines. Mm-hmm. So you know that's it. It it evolves. It evolves. So it's 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 a it's a kind of a case of going. Okay, well, why can't someone pick up the phone if there's more people in England in call centers than there was in the call yeah. you know? Well, but I, right. Well, I, mean, I think that's a lesson for, for everything that's happening in sales today is that this is not a fixed point in time. This is not the end of the journey. This is not the last of the evolutions. I mean, we're seeing whole industries constructed around supporting inside sales teams and so on. And the only thing you know for sure is that that's that's going to change in ten years. It's going to look completely different. Like, like I, I believe in, in inside sales and you know outbound and inbound, and but I also kind of feel is inbound a way that is being battered around as an excuse. So for people not to call, for people not to speak, you know, there's this big illusion. Okay, you know, we write blogs, we do infographics, we do podcasts, we do radio shows to let people know who we are and that we exist. But there is also that element of it when a business is starting off and when 
you have to make those calls and you know get out there and knock on doors and let people know. But it's been piped around going, oh, you don't need to do any of that anymore. All you need to do is just build a landing page and offer a lovely ebook. And all these people will come to you and you'll be brilliant. Yeah, and I think people are getting past that. I mean, I, I, they're certainly... Not over, I would, I, it's, you know, we're well, usually a couple of years behind you. Right, so. but I mean, there are companies I've spoken to here in the US, uh, prominent inside sales teams, you know, oftentimes, you know, startups, mature startups that are that have said, yeah, yeah, the SDR model, given the sort of complexity and price point of the product we're selling, yeah, we tried it you know, sort of the big SDR team way, and yeah, now we're sort of scaling back, or others saying, look, yeah, we're going to SDR team, but they're mostly going to respond to inbound, and our, our account execs now have to do outbound prospecting, yeah, which they should have yeah. been doing anyway. Um, yeah. <laughs> arguably should have been doing anyway. So, So I think we're seeing... You know, companies sort of, everybody sort of jumped onto the boat and said, yeah, this is really exciting. We should try this. And now they're saying, okay, that'll work for some companies. For us, maybe again, more complexity, more, you know, higher price point, uh, more complexity in the sale and the approval process. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's not the model for us, but uh, we'll use elements of it. So I, we're seeing that evolution start to take place. I think you need both. I think to, to parallel, you need to be doing it all, but you also need to have your guys hitting the phones, having the conversations. It's, it's like, look at Ireland. Ireland has got a population of four and a half million people. Okay. So, yeah. you know, you know, the, about the, the size, about the size of my neighborhood here in New York City. <laughs> right. And, and we talk about, you know, three degrees of separation in the world. Okay, <laughs> in Ireland it's one degree. Yeah, everybody's okay? related, right? <laughs> Everyone's somewhat. So everybody knows somebody that knows somebody, and so it's it's just like now. Don't get me wrong. There's seventy million Irish worldwide. Yeah. Okay, and there's thirty five million, I think, in America. Yes. <laughs> right. So, but in this little country with four and a half million people. And everyone knows everyone. It's like just one big network moving around in a big mm. soup. <laughs> so here, networking works extremely well. Getting to to go out to meetings, getting to know people, using LinkedIn. Like LinkedIn in Ireland has really taken off. Up to about a year ago, it was just a big recruitment um, platform, mm-hmm. and now now people are using it in such a way as like for me, it's my Rolodex. Sure. Uh, and and people now are connecting and where there's LinkedIn meetup groups in Dublin City and there's a load of people. So it's 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 evolving that way that it's all about what you're saying. There is people behind a business. And so in Ireland it's it's all about who you know. But when the Irish want to do business and, and believe me, Ireland's great at putting people on top of a pedestal. And then taking your legs from underneath you when you get a little bit high for yourself, right? But it's great, it's great ground because then you learn there. And then when you're going out to look for markets like in Amer- in America or you're looking for markets in England, you've learned all this networking, and then you're using all the platforms, which which in in your case in America and in in England use. So it's um, it's it's good grounds. Yeah, excellent. All right, so we've just about run out of time. And so tell folks how they can connect with you and learn more about what you're doing because you you have a podcast as well. 
Yes, and my podcast was uh, it was it was it was inspired by you. My oh, friends. really? Uh, yes, yes. Um, I listened to your podcast and the information you were giving, and I said, you know what? And I was I connected with you on LinkedIn, then after a while, and and I kind of went, you know, this is this is the the route, and and I started doing a couple, and then I asked you. I remember asking you, would you come on my show? And and you said yes. And I felt it was like the biggest win that I had that week. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> right. You know, it was, oh my God, I have to get Nandy Paul on my show. This is brilliant. And uh, it was fun. And then, it was. was. We had a good time. And then, uh, and then you know, I talk about it at times like people that, when I add, you know, on my show, I ask people about their book. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I remember I think you said Shakespeare wasn't it was the, was oh the, well, I like to read yeah the one yeah, uh, salespeople yeah. should read yeah 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 and I say that to other people and when they say well this is, I don't know what to pick this is well you know Andy Paul said Shakespeare <laughs> <laughs> they went oh that's a great one so yes what is? yes oh, it's, it is learn the language yeah, learn the language and my show now is on on radio in Australia as well. Um, it's been picked up there. Um, it, anyone can find it. It's Breakthrough Brands, Joe Dalton. Um, and it's and my website is www.jdc.ie. Uh, I do okay. workshops on sales training, and I also do one-on-one coaching on the three pillars of business success, mindset, marketing, and sales. All right. Well, Joe, good to talk to you again. Great and, to you, my uh, friend. You, the perfect sound studio in your Toyota RAV4. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, I could bring you inside now. We could do a, a walk around, Hollywood walk <laughs> around the house. Yeah, with the kids. Yeah. Kids, ketchup and everything <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> so, how old are your kids? Two, four, 14, and 20. Oh, so you have them close together. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. You know, yeah. you know, you have to have a break. I know. Jeez Louise. And then, after six after six years, that I don't think <laughs> yeah. I would I don't think I would have been inspired to start again. Yeah, a lot of tears. Lot I can tears. imagine. All right. Yeah, a lot of you're tears. You're good. You're a good man, Joe Dalton. So, <laughs> all right, Joe. Thank you very much, and thank I look, you. Look forward to talking to you soon. Brilliant. Take care. Thanks for having me on. See you later. Okay, friends. That was accelerate for the week. First of all, I want to thank you for joining me, and I want to thank my guest, Joe Dalton. Join me again next week as I welcome Lee Sauls to Accelerate. We're going to be talking about Lee's excellent new book titled Sales Differentiation. I have read it. I do recommend it. So before you go, don't forget to check out the Sales House, the only all-in-one sales education accelerator for B2B sellers. Visit saleshouse.com forward slash accelerate. Or if you'll make it easy on yourself, just go to andypaul.com. Either way, we'll get you to the Sales House. And I look forward to seeing you there. So thanks again for joining me. Until next week, I'm Andy Paul. Good selling, everyone.